Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's message and that you find that God speaks to you through it. And then the other thing that I couldn't get out of my head was the last weekend away last year. You remember there was a moment where um, and again, it was God that led us there because it wasn't planned on the on the Saturday evening. The kind of the church kind of committed to the elders. And we had that moment. Yeah. And then this year, again, it was a moment that God had done because we hadn't planned it. We hadn't spoken to Angela. Where Angela got the elders to kind of commission the church. And I was like, oh, man, if, if you had thought about the journey in between those two things, you you wouldn't have said, Last year, God's going to get you to commit everyone. And next year, he's going to commission you. You, That journey wouldn't have made sense because our journey in the year hasn't been like, well, we're leading up to this. We're leading up to this. And yet, obviously, God works uh, very, very differently to how we often function. And so I couldn't help but, but notice those two things. So just very quickly, how to respond to what God has said. I mentioned some of these before. I'm just going to mention them again. Um, in the Bible, when Mary presented Jesus um, at the temple when he was a baby and there were prophecies brought over him, uh, what it says of Mary's response to those prophecies, and one of them was directly to her, was she treasured them in her heart. So, so that would be the first thing I would ask you to do. If God has spoken to you, treasure it in your heart. And treasure means you live with it there. Yeah, I can still remember things that were prophesied over me when we got married and even before we got married because I've treasured them in my heart. So that would be the first thing I would encourage you to do. Um, the secondly, the word that was brought may simply be to encourage you or strengthen you. And so you can just take it as that as an encouragement or, or a strengthening of you. But for some of you, the word may be that you need to act on it. And sometimes that is simply stepping into what God has said. You know, people, numbers of people have spoken this over me. I simply need to step into that. I know what it is. I just need to step into it. So I'd encourage you to do that. The other thing and the other way, which I think will become really important for us, is to weigh what you hear with others. So God speaks to you. You weigh it with others. And our forum for doing that primarily will be in our small groups. That you can bring what you have and go, look, God said that one day I was going to change the world. What do you think, God? And you just weigh it with your group. You talk about it with your group. You pray it through with your group. That way you're not carrying it alone. Um, because one of the ways you know what God is saying to you is because others affirm what God is saying to you. Yeah. So so you might have a sense, but others will affirm that sense if, if God's really speaking. So I just encourage you to do those things. So this week, I've had one of those journeys where I, I began the week at A, point A, and I needed to get to point B, but I didn't do it in a straight line. It was like it went around and up and down and over, and I wasn't sure. It was all around, what are we going to do next? I'm around, about, I don't know, I'm up and down. and uh, But in the end, I got to B, yeah? I can just say that I did get to B. Um, and that's now, and I was so grateful to God this morning, when, as, as always, I get up very early on a Sunday, and I pray and I prepare. Um, and uh, and God, I've just felt God has helped me this morning. So, um, yeah, let me just pray. Uh, Father, thank you that you're with us. 
And I pray that you continue to speak to us and equip us in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is the next step for us as a church? Three, really. First of all, one of the things that came out of the weekend was Angela kept saying to us, and has kept saying to me, the foundations are laid, Owen, for Beacon. And they're good foundations. And they've been laid in the church. And so uh, part of what that means is don't keep trying to lay foundations out. Yeah, And also you now need to change how you operate. You remember she gave that picture of going to see the shard and the shard behind the barriers. And then when the barriers came down, there was something different and you were then functioning in a, in a very different way. And when she said that, I hadn't thought to myself before the foundations are laid at Beacon, but that resonated with my spirit. That, that oh, yeah, now I felt we're coming to a slightly different phase and... Yeah, that seems to fit. I, you know, Ben and I, Ben Arnold and I have chatted about that. We just thought, yeah, that seems to fit with where we seem to be at. And so that requires us to make some changes, at least in my perspective, in order that we can go on to the next thing. So, I, But I didn't know what it looked like. Um, and it's really interesting because next year, I'll just get this out there now, next year, Beacon is 10 years old. Yeah. It's 10 years old next March. And it may be that that's a real moment to go. The foundations are laid and we do something. Maybe we celebrate. I've spoken to Alicia who organises events. I know she's just had a baby, but I've, I didn't speak to her. No, I spoke to her before the baby. I didn't like That would have been really bad. Um, about maybe we need to do something, something of thanksgiving, just to say thank you, God, for what you've done. We're looking to what you will do uh, kind of thing. So, so the foundations are laid. The second thing I felt that's come out of the weekend from before, from talking to people, is there's a focus on the gifts. There's to be a focus on the gifts because I was in a meet, I was with some guys on Thursday afternoon, and one of them was just asking, Well, what are you gonna what are you preaching on now? And I was gonna preach on a particular thing. And he said, Oh, he said, Oh, that's great. That's great, you know, if that's what you feel to do. He said, But for me. I've just come into this kind of understanding of the gifts of the spirit. And I'd love to be able to know more about that and how that works in your life and stuff. And the other guys who are in that group were like, yeah, that would be where I would be. I would love to be able to develop a bit more, to understand a bit more. And that, again, just resonated in my spirit that we should focus on the gifts and focus to this degree. That we as a church become so familiar and so comfortable operating in the gifts of the Spirit. That it's not a thing that we feel nervous about. It's not a thing that we don't understand. But it becomes very comfortable, you know, very familiar uh, to us. Not, not, you, know, you know what I mean when I say that. Not in a kind of, oh, it's over familiar. But I feel very comfortable around the gifts of the Spirit. And wouldn't it be wonderful if in six months, a year's time, we could all go, do you know, I know the gifts that God has given me. And, and not only do I know them, I, I, I'm using them. And I don't mean I'm just using them in a meeting, but I can use the gift of encouragement in my workplace. If I'm wise, I can use a word of knowledge in my workplace. I can ask God for wisdom in a particular situation. It doesn't need to be in, in a Christian context. And in fact, for most of us, it's not going to be the Christian context. We have to learn to use and operate the gifts 
beyond that. And wouldn't it be wonderful if in six months, a year's time, we could all look back and go, hey, the gifts of the Spirit are a natural part of how we function. It's how we operate, how we do stuff. And so I felt that there was something for us around that because I always knew as a church we needed the kind of deposit that Angela gave us in terms of the prophetic and the Holy Spirit. And the thing that I've become more or that I've been thinking about since then is and for us to fulfill the work that God has for us to do in Brixton, we are going to need the gifts of the Spirit and to be familiar with them and that they're not confined to a meeting, but they are they, they are in us. And that, you know, if you speak to Andrew, she said, I flow very easily. She said to me, I flow very naturally. She's talking about herself. Not me. I flow very naturally between the apostolic, evangelistic and prophetic gifts. She said, oh, I can just flow in and out. You need an evangelist? I can be the evangelist. I was like, well, that's impressive. Yeah. Well, whatever my small gifts are, I would love to flow very easily among them. Yeah. And I'd love you to do the same, that you could flow very easily among the gifts. And then the third focus that's come out is we're going to focus on our groups. We're going to focus on our groups, our community groups. Not because anything else isn't important. It's all important. But the reason we're going to focus on our groups is one of the things that Angela said to me is, Owen, the onus is coming off you and it's going on to the church. Yeah, The doing of the work is coming from away from you and it's going on to the church. And I've been thinking about oh, what does that look like? What does that mean? How do I do that? What does that, what does that really, how does that function? And over the week, I felt that one of the, first places we can at least begin to do that is in our groups and our groups uh, they're brilliant they've already picked this up so they're already this week they were saying oh this is what we're going to be doing in our groups this week we're, they're wanting to focus in on the things that God is doing and helping people even as like Sarah talked about so so I want to encourage that more and more that we would focus in our groups so if you're not in a group or you don't make group very often I really want to encourage you to get to group find a group and get to group because that's the place where you can be equipped and encouraged in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So so that's just like where I think we're going next. And so then, you know, I'm sitting with uh, um, uh, John Taylor in the office and 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 John and Jen have to put up with me a lot when I just I, I externally process my thoughts. So if I'm in a room um, and if you leave me in a room for a while, I will end up externally processing my thoughts, even if I'm in there on my own. Um, in my head, I'm talking to God. So that helps me if I speak loudly and speak out loud. But what I came up with this is this um, just a, this short series we're going to look at on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, we called it TAP. Teach, ask, practice. Exploring the gifts of the Holy Spirit through teaching, asking and practicing. And it's designed to equip us to understand, to receive and to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives for the benefit of the body and also the world. Yeah, so that's what we're um, going to be looking at. And I'm going to read a passage, 1 Corinthians 12. Just going to read the first few verses and then um, it, it shouldn't take long. So 1 Corinthians 12 says this. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, uh, i.e. people who didn't believe, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to dumb idols. Therefore, 
I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So just a couple of things. What we're going to ultimately do is I'm just going to look at the gifts of the, the, the Holy Spirit. I was On Friday, I got a call from Angela, and uh, and we just and I said to her, oh, this is what I'm planning to do. And she really helpfully sent me a uh, a list of the, the, the nine gifts or all the gifts of the Holy Spirit and a little definition, which was really helpful because I had in my notes, find definition of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I had that in my notes. And she then sent me that. Um, but just a couple of things before we get there. I do not want you to be uninformed. Yeah, I don't want people to come back thinking, oh, it's wonderful. The Holy Spirit. Great without really understanding what that means for you, uh, for us, for the world in which we live. What does it mean to be living with and functioning in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? I don't want us to be uninformed by that, but rather to be informed about the gifts, their purpose and their practice. And as I said earlier, the dream is that we become very familiar and very comfortable with the gifts their purpose and their practice in our lives. Secondly, it's worth noting in this passage, the purpose for the common good. The purpose of the gifts, according to this passage, is for the common good. That means that they are there for the general benefit for everyone. It's not just for you. It's not just for me. It's not just for us in a meeting. It's for the common good. It's not necessarily specific. God has given you gifts for the common good, to benefit people. You just need to operate in them. And when you don't, people are not benefited who would otherwise receive benefit. So it's helpful for us to understand that. But we only benefit when we understand how to use them. And we operate in the gifts that God has given us. Yeah. And we're not operating in in gifts that we don't have. Or gifts that we, you know, we really want, but we don't have. And, and then we're not we're trying to operate in those gifts when God has given us gifts and we are to operate in them. And the God distributes those gifts. So there's this sense of God just he gets them out there among those who are his. He gets out the gifts. So this passage speaks about there are other passages and we'll look at those in time, um, like in other weeks. This passage lists nine gifts that God gives to the church. And I'm just going to look at those gifts, give you a brief explanation, and then I'm going to ask you to do something at the end. It's not going to be you know, it's not going to be embarrassing or anything like that. So it lists nine gifts, and we'll see them 
here. So the first gift it gives us, it lists, is wisdom. And what is wisdom? Wisdom is the divine enablement. And let me just pause there to describe what I mean. The divine enablement is the God-given ability and grace to do something. So God gives you a gift, but he doesn't just give you the gift. He gives you the grace to handle the gift that you've been given. Let me give you an example. One of the gifts that I think Pauline and I have got and have developed is the gift of hospitality. That's one, one of the gifts I think we have. You might be thinking, well, I don't find you very hospitable, but I, I think it is one of the gifts that we've been Yeah? And because you'll come to our house and we won't always make you a drink and you'll either have to make your own drink or then you'll go, there's no drink. Yeah. So, but, but God's given us that gift. One of the things that means for us is we can regularly have 10, 12, 15 people around and we don't bat an eyelid. We're not sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, maybe we've got 10 people around. What are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Is there any food? Is there this? Is there? We don't think like that at all. We're just... We don't even know the numbers, yeah? And and we don't even sometimes realise, oh, we've got that tomorrow and the next day, oh, and the next day, okay. Yeah? That's how we respond. We talk to Pauline's brother and his, and his wife, and they're like, how do you do that? We struggle with three people. And we're like, do you know what? We just think God has allowed us to do that. We weren't always like that. I think I got that gift partly from my mum. I think I did. Pauline was not like that when we first got married. Um, but we've developed this ability to be able to have people round, and it not co- it not cost us emotionally. It's just we do it, and we're quite happy. It's a God-given ability, and there's grace to do it. Yeah. If you don't have the grace to do something, then that might not be your gift, or you might not yet have accepted that gift. You need grace to do gifts, which means that it doesn't drain you, it doesn't kill you to do it. You can do it. You know you can do it. I came in here this morning and there's some really honest people were coming in, very helpful. I'm looking for one person. Yeah, it's not the Holy Spirit. I'm looking for the PA person. Because without the PA person, we don't really know. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm waiting, I'm looking around, I'm thinking, who's going to turn up to do the PA? It's great. Loads of people here, we're helping. Who's the PA person? Garth comes. So I'm like, oh. Well, no, Gidge comes. And I go, is Garth with you? She said, oh, yeah, Garth. But then she says, actually, do you know what? I've done PA. I thought, oh, you can do PA over there. But, but Garth and Ben do PA. It's like Garth, Ben, Garth, Ben, Garth, Ben, Garth, Ben. Yeah? There is grace for that. Yeah? Because if that were me, it would be like after two weeks, that would be, I can't do that anymore. Yeah? Because that drains me. That kills me. Yeah? God gives you grace for the gifts that he gives you. So just that's the divine enablement, wisdom, the divine enablement to apply spiritual truth effectively to meet a need in a specific situation. And we know what the Bible says about if you if anyone lacks wisdom, ask God for it. That's a gift we could all ask God for. Yeah, because don't you want wisdom to make wise decisions in your life? Don't you want wisdom to say to your friend who's about to mess up their life? Do you know what? There's another way. Wisdom. Secondly, knowledge, the divine enablement to bring truth to the body through a revelation or biblical insight. So the word of knowledge is this gift where God tells you something about someone or a situation that you have no natural knowledge of. That's called the word of knowledge. 
And you need wisdom to know how to apply that word. Yeah. But wouldn't it be wonderful because it can unlock situations when you know that God's clearly spoken to you about a situation. It can unlock situations because it's a sign that God is with you and that there's something more to life. You can use it. Yes, here in the church. But you know what? If you're really wise and mature and you're very familiar and comfortable with the gifts, you can use that anywhere. And that's where we want to get to. So word of knowledge. Thirdly, faith. The divine enablement to act on God's promises with confidence and unwavering belief in his ability to fulfill his purposes. How do you know whether you have the gift of faith? That's one of the ways you might know. Um, <laughs> let me tell you how, you how you know that maybe you have the beginnings of the gift of faith is when everything around you is shaking and maybe everyone around you is questioning and in your heart you're going, no, I know God's going to do that. And because I know that, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stick because God has spoken. That takes faith. It takes faith just to hang on in there, to, to wait for God. To, that takes faith. And so uh, some of us need the gift of faith. And faith in God, my faith is not in whether Pauline believes something. It's in whether God has said something. <laughs> yeah. So Pauline may or may not believe it. And, and Pauline could be wavering and I could be thinking, Oh man, Paulie's wavering, and so I'm wondering. Oh, should I? Oh no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe. God has spoken. Yeah, that takes faith. The next gift, healing, the divine enablement to be God's means for restoring people to wholeness. And I, I love that definition because it's restoring people to wholeness. It's not just people here being healed of a broken leg or anything like that. It could be emotional. It could be mental. It could be emotional. It could be physical. But some people have a particular gift. It would be wonderful if in our church people began to eagerly desire that gift and <coughs> eagerly ask. Yeah, on your knees, in private, you're saying, Father, give me the gift of healing. Yeah, so it's not a big song and dance, but it's you and God. You're battling that. God, give me that gift or increase that gift in me. I pray. Because we will need the gift of healing because if this church grows or when this church grows and people come in there will be many 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 people who need healing yeah and i'm not just talking about they'll come in with like with bad legs or bad arms or bad backs but they're going to come in absolutely shot emotionally they're going to come in broken they're going to come in full of addiction they're going to come in with mental ma major mental and emotional issues and we need people with the gift of healing who are going to be able to help restore them so healing the next one miracles Whenever I read about miraculous powers, I kept thinking of Superman. I couldn't help it. And I thought, no, God, you don't mean Superman. But the divine enablement to authenticate the ministry and message of God through supernatural interventions that glorify him. And we can easily think about this. Jesus used miraculous powers, didn't he? He calmed the storm. Yeah, he fed 5,000 people with a few loaves and fish. Yeah, he 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 caused the fig tree to wither. Those are miraculous powers. Those are not normal. Yeah, you or I don't go around going and see things. It doesn't happen. Yeah, Jesus did that, and it was one of the ways that he authenticated who he was, and he showed people this is how, how do you know who I am? He calms the storm. So what did his disciples say? Who is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is this? Again, it would be wonderful if you, miraculous powers meant sunny days every week. and you, you can do that. Wonderful. 
Yeah. That's not necessarily, though, a supernatural intervention that glorifies God. Yeah. Sometimes. Prophecy. The divine enablement to reveal truth and proclaim it in a timely and relevant manner for understanding, correction, repentance and edification. I love that. Yeah. Prophecy is this divine enablement to reveal truth and proclaim it. Again, we had um, uh, over the weekend people, numbers of people acknowledge, yeah, I feel I've got a, a prophetic gift. I've got that in me. And then, you know, Angela was, well, we're all prophetic. So we all stood out. We're all a prophetic people. But we do need people that really hear God. Yeah, we need people that will hear God. We need people that will speak the now word of God, that will speak what God is saying to us now. Because do you know what? Those are the things I hold on to. Those are the things I pray into daily. I'm praying into God. You said you said, yeah, I'm praying into biblical truth, but I'm praying into the now word. What has God said? So Angela says foundations are laid. Do you know what? That's God speaking to me. So I will act differently because of what has been said. So and we will look at prophecy again because you'll find that in all the places in the Bible where it lists the gifts of the spirit, prophecy is among them. Yeah. And then you go to 1 Corinthians 14. The whole chapter is about the prophetic and about uh, the orderly worship and about tongues. So we'll look at that. So prophecy is a really important gift. Next, discernment. The divine enablement to distinguish between truth and error, to discern the spirits, differentiating between good and evil, right and wrong. Do you know what? It was only when I read that this morning that I thought to myself, God, of all the gifts right now, I need discernment. I need to know the difference between truth and error. I need to be able to discern spirits. And I don't just mean discern all the evil spirits. Yeah? I mean just to discern, really, spirits in us. Yeah? Motives, where we're coming from, how we work. Because there are two ways that people really function. There are people who are very positive and encouraging, and they'll always, um, you know, it's the bright side of life. If you say something, they'll always believe the best. They'll always do the right thing. And that and that is a really positive and good thing. But sometimes that leads to error. Yeah. If you never question anything some, and you're just always positive and you encourage everything, sometimes you'll encourage the wrong thing. And you don't even know you've encouraged the wrong thing until later when it manifests itself and you go, oh, my goodness, what happened there? And you don't then even make the connection between your encouragement of something that wasn't coming from the right spirit and the manifestation of it down there. You don't even recognize it. But I've seen that happen in churches so many times because the leader is like, oh, yeah, I'm just. Yes. You come to me. I'll say yes. And, and there's part of me that wants to be like that. But I'm not like that. <laughs> I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm more likely to go the other way. I'll be like, oh, what's going on there? I'm much more likely to think that way. I'm saying, God, I need discernment. Yeah. I can't distinguish between spirits, Father, but you can. And I need you to help me to distinguish between spirits so that I put myself Put our church behind the things that you are in and that you're blessing rather than the things that I just think, oh, I like that or I don't like that. Because this is not a personality issue. This is about what is God doing and what is God blessing and how do we get behind it? Yeah, Because it's God who's doing all the stuff. 
We just need to get in the place where we are able to serve that purpose better. So discernment, I've already, even this morning, I was saying, Father, I need the gift of discernment. And I, I probably thought I had it, but I don't have it. Let me tell you, I don't really have it. And I'm praying for it, that I can differentiate between good and evil, right and wrong, good motives and false motives, that I can, I can do that. Not just in the church, that out there in the world, that, you can, that if you had discernment, you could help your friends who make silly decisions not to make them. Because you go, do you know what, I'm just not sure. Maybe we ought to do something different. Maybe you ought to think about this. Some of you are very good with words. And if you had discernment, you could find a way of redirecting people who were being foolish. And sometimes you need to do that. Uh, the next one, tongues, the divine enablement to speak, worship or pray in a language unknown to the speaker. It doesn't say in this particular passage, but if you read the 1 Corinthians 14 passage, it says it edifies you. Tongues edify you. So, again, it's a it's a gift that is there to edify you as an individual. The interpretation of tongues, the divine enablement to make known to the body of Christ, the message of one who is speaking in tongues, edifies the church. So if you speak in tongues, that's wonderful. You're edified and I speak in tongues. It edifies me. I pray in tongues. It edifies me. When we get an interpretation of tongues, it edifies the church. So those are those two gifts we might want to ask for them. The spirit distributes each of these gifts just as he determines. Yeah, so it's like he just send out the gifts. But we know, because 1 Corinthians 14 tells us this, that we can eagerly desire spiritual gifts. So it's not just the fact that, oh man, God didn't give me discernment. That's a real shame, because I could really do with that. No, oh God, would you give me discernment? Give me the gift of discernment. If anyone lacks wisdom, ask God. If you lack discernment, ask God. So here's the list, the list of gifts. We're coming to the end. And I'll ask you two questions. Which of these gifts would you say you already <coughs> operate in? So you can look at the lift, list. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, interpretation. Which of those do you go to yourself? Oh, I, yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you know what? I do that. I do operate in those gifts. In the moment, we're going to say. And the second part of that question is, and, and how can I grow in that? How can I grow in the gifts that I already operate in? Second question. Which of these gifts would you love to operate in, but you don't at the moment? So you look at them and you go, oh, I would love the gift of tongues. I don't have that at the moment, but I would love the gift of tongues. I'd love to be able to speak in tongues. I'd love to be edified in my spirit. Oh, I would love the gift of healing. Which of these do you have? So you remember this series is called Teach, to, to Tap, Teach, Ask, Practice. So teach, I've just talked about the gifts. Ask. Now's a moment to ask God. To ask him to give you more of what you have and some of what you don't have. Ask him for more of what you have and some of what you don't have. 
then and, and, and in, in our groups, and this is where the groups become really important because you can talk about this in your groups. We won't have time to talk about it here, but in your groups you say, do you know what? I asked God for this gift. So in your group evenings, you can ask for the gifts. You can talk about the gifts. It's a safe place to practice the gifts, to check the gifts, to hone the gifts, to check in with one another about the use of the gifts, to use them upon one another. And as you grow in confidence in that environment, you can use the gifts outside of that place. You might use them here on a Sunday or you might use them with your family or might use them in your workplace. Yeah, But you can only do that when you become comfortable, familiar and you know what you're doing. Don't start just bringing words of prophecy, practicing on your mates at work. That, that kind of thing doesn't work. Yeah, But you might get to the point where you can do that. And you won't say, thus saith the Lord. You might just say, do you know what I feel? I just wonder whether you can open situations up and you can become, as Sarah talks about, more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. My prayer is that over time, we will have stories and testimonies because you will say, do you know what? I was at work, I was with my boss, and I, I, God said this to me, and I was like, oh God, how do I, how do I communicate this? I communicated that, and then this happened, and that happened, and I think you'll see favour at work, you'll see things unlock at work, you'll suddenly find that you're sharing the gospel, and you didn't, you weren't even trying to do it, yeah? You know, if you talk to Rihanna, I don't know how many, when she talks about Cambridge, she talks about people coming up to her, telling them they want to come to church, and she's like, I didn't even want to bring them, I'm really a bit nervous about that. But they've seen something, in her. So our groups are to be a place where we can do that, where we can practice. Now we're going to pray. And actually, I've, I, I don't I very rarely do this, but I've written a prayer that I'm going to pray over us. So why don't we stand? And uh, just ask you to close your eyes as, as we pray. And maybe you hold out your hands and you say, Father, this is me. This is where I'm coming from. The receiving prayer, I've called it, the receiving prayer. Father, I thank you that all good gifts come from you. I thank you that your purpose is for the good of the body and the world around us. That your gifts demonstrate to us and the world something about who you are. And also equip us to carry out your purpose and plan in our own lives and the mission of God here where you have placed us. I loved that phrase of Lucy's. Bloom where you're planted. Bloom where you're planted. I've nicked it, I'm sorry. Bloom where you're planted. Father, I ask now that you would give me a greater measure of gifting in the area of and I just want you to name areas that you know you're gifted in that you want a greater measure. Just 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 audibly say that to God. Name the areas that you know. Oh God, I've got. I pray for a greater sensitivity to your spirit and for courage to be obedient to your voice. Father, I ask now that you would give me the gift of, and I want you just to name a gift or a couple of gifts that you would desire to have that you don't have. 
So I pray for these gifts. Father, I ask that for us as a church, we are not going on a journey, a theoretical journey around the Holy Spirit. We are wanting some genuine equipping of the Holy Spirit for the mission that you have called us to. Father, we acknowledge just being nice people isn't enough here. It doesn't work. <coughs> and so we are praying for that divine enablement, that God-given gift, that grace to operate in it, to come upon each one of us. And Father, I ask that you would hear our prayers. I thank you, my Father, that you answer prayer. That's what you do. You do answer prayer. That if we come and we pray with faith, and we pray in accordance with your will, you answer our prayers. So, Father, I pray that you would have heard every prayer prayed here, every request for a gift. And I ask, O oh God, that from this moment, from this moment, there will be this sense of all. Oh, God has given me something that I now need to operate in. And for some of us, we've asked for a gift that you can immediately act on to know whether you've got it. And I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, for others, it's a mindset. You just need to change your mindset and go, OK, I don't need to step into this. But Father, I pray that through this and moments like this, you will continue to speak, equip and grow us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Sorry, we went over. Um, OK, well, we're going to finish there. As I say, I encourage you to get to groups um, this week and please take the be informed. You have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team or upcoming events, please visit our website, which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent. Thank you.